Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host with the most dread all, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Hello, it's Angela Rose Red. Gabby Chaos. On this episode, we're going to be talking to radio personality Craven Moorhead. You might remember him from the old school radio station called 103.9 The Edge. Currently, he's on 98 KUPD. He's also a drummer, a realtor, and we're just going to talk to him about what it's like to be an online personality, talking to you know the big bands, the ones that are played on the radio, and how does one do that for a living and, and <laughs> just kind of, I think it's a cool job. Like, oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his overall... His overall resume is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. I think he, uh, a while ago, I think he posted a, like an old school picture of him and Green Day, like the first oh, time he yeah, met Green I Day at Warp Tour or something like that. That's crazy. Um, we so can only good. dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember just like meeting him and uh, Rico was like, yeah, Craven's behind you. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, just listen to the voice. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no. Yeah. We, I, uh, I've, I think I've met him just because of like being in the punk scene or whatever, and, sure. and we actually got to go on 98 KUPD, and yeah. he interviewed us, and honestly, it was like Surreal. an out-of-body experience <laughs> when it happened, like yeah. having him ask us questions, and I remember answering them, but it happened so fast, like right. I don't remember what I said, and I, after I was like, <laughs> I hope I didn't sound like a dork, so. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be talking to him, and, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's go ahead and do a round table. Angela, what's going on? Haven't seen you in a bit. So I know. It's what's been going a while. on, dude? It's been a while. Uh, not much. Just, you know, calming down for the holidays. Didn't do too much um, as far as Halloween-wise, except watch a lot of scary movies, just kind of chilled. Um, but we did practice and uh, celebrated an important holiday around that time. Uh, just a little bit background for those of that you don't know. I am the whitey of the group. I'm Caucasian. And <laughs> stay with me. There's a whole, whole story of why I'm bringing this up. So growing up, I grew up in Mesa. Um, I literally had, there was a lot of um, Mexican-American, um, Hispanic culture around me. And I honestly, for a long time, didn't think that Hispanic people were another race. I just thought they were really tanned. For real. Oh, okay. That, like, that's how I grew up because uh-huh. it was just such a natural thing to me. And, yeah. and I grew up in, you know, that you just mm-hmm. love everyone. Right. And um, also uh, my niece and nephew, they're Mexican-American. Their mom, she's from Mexico. And then my husband, he's Mexican and Puerto Rican. So the reason why I'm bringing all this up is we decided to, we've had some people pass. Um, and we're going to, for the first time, start incorporating into our family mm-hmm. traditions to celebrate Day of the Dead. Now, because I'm very pasty, I'm going to have my lovely <laughs> Hispanic Latin la- ladies over here help me translate into what you're supposed to say. So we celebrated Day of the Dead, Gabby. Dia de los Muertos. And we put up a shrine, and it's also called <laughs> Ofrenda. Thank you, Drea. <laughs> but no, it was really great because uh, we, uh, you know, uh, Rico, he's an amazing cook. He cooked food. So he cooked some of his Nana's uh, food, which um, I, I never awesome. got a chance to meet her at all. And uh, we told mm. stories. We put up, we had a remembrance table at our wedding. So we had a lot of pictures that were already framed of people that have passed on. Mm. Awesome. And so That's we put cool. up, we put up different things that they, like my grandfather, there mm. was like a cookie jar that was handed down to me and. I remember getting Oreo cookies from that cookie jar, and we filled it with that, lit some mm. candles. 
told stories. But one of the other things that we ended up doing was playing music from because we have a very musical family, mm-hmm. you know, and our household's very musical. And so we, rich, we listened to Richie Valens for um, Rico's um, Tata. No, no, no. Wow, I white girled that. But um, his his uncle, what is that? Deal. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we listened to that because he was a musician too. So Enrico's uh-huh. the other musician, and everyone looks at him kind of to fill that void. And then my and then we also listened to Elvis for who was like my mom's sister, mm-hmm. Carol. Amazing. She was an amazing woman who died just this past year. And um, and then we also listened to um, we listened to oh yeah, Glenn Miller. And then another one was Pink Floyd, which I will quickly tell you a great musical story about Pink Floyd because my uncle, I was there when he passed away, very important person to me. Um, He was, when I was younger, we connected on music and he gave me a lot of his CDs to listen to. So like in the 90s, Garbage, Alice in Chains, Mm -hmm. Dirt, other things. But Pink Floyd was always this um, band that like I knew I loved but didn't know who it was because I listened to it all my life because of him. And um, he, when he passed away, I think I was was bartending at Palo. It was like maybe 27. And Roger, Roger, Roger Waters was coming in town, and he was going to do the wall. And I really, really wanted to go. And it had just been a few weeks since he passed, and I was like, I need to go this show. This like is something I really need to go to. Mm-hmm. $200 tickets, of course. Ouch. Couldn't afford it. So I said to myself, you know what? I am going to work tonight and see whatever I make is what I can maybe I can go to, right? And I was trying to get my douchebag ex-boyfriend at the time to go with me, and he couldn't go, and so I was trying to figure out all this stuff. So the Palo, some nights I brought it. You got a lot of money, but it's luck of the draw. And other nights, like, you go home with, like, maybe 60 bucks, you know? So I made exactly that night enough for a ticket, money for parking. I got uh, some drinks and a nachos. (laughs) (laughs) And I went went to uh, my first big concert by myself. Oh, and wow. I saw Roger Waters, the you oh. know the wall, and I was by myself, and my uncle was definitely there. So oh, that was one of crazy. the many cool stories that uh, Rico and I shared when we were um, celebrating. Mm-hmm. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, we also um, got a chance to paint. Like we got flowers. We painted like the terracotta pots. Like we we definitely did it up. But one of the crazy things was. When he was cooking, his nana was always known for the, mm-hmm. being in the kitchen. Like, it was her way of showing love. And it yeah. was a big, big deal. Because, yeah. I mean, food, the whole meals was like an event. And some noises or movement in our cupboards that were unexpected kind of happened while he what? was cooking. Uh, and he said, I didn't hear it. And he's like, <laughs> he wasn't scared. He's like, all he yeah. said was, nana's here. Um. <laughs> but it was great. We definitely had a wonderful time sharing those stories and eating great food and remembering our loved ones. So Aww. we're definitely going to do it awesome. every year. That's so. cool. That's beautiful, yeah. dude. I yeah. love that. It was awesome. Yeah. And it was such a great like moment for the two of us to share. And we shared yeah. with, our, with our dog. We even put up like uh, his mom's dog gizmo a picture of him because she was oh, he was part I of the family yeah. and so we had one of his two toys up there and oh. so and barnabas was there chilling because he kind of has little isms like like gizmo so it was That's just really crazy. it was amazing it was beautiful that's cool, dude. Yeah, no, growing up Mexican-American, we never, you know, in- implemented Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, but I, I, once I got to middle school, I, I learned about the holiday. And I feel like just with cocoa and everything like that, yeah. um, a lot of more Mexican-American families are, are trying to follow this tradition. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't have an ofrenda up or anything, but 
we have Jasper's picture up in the oh, in the yeah. living room on the coffee table, and and funny that you say he heard kind of bumps and noises in the kitchen while cooking. You know, the other night, I think it was Thursday night, Dave. You know, it's from thirty first to the second, hmm. the holiday, and uh, so me and mom are chilling there and eating dinner, and um, my cat to get my attention, he wouldn't meow at me, but he would like make squeaks or whatever. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we're chilling there, and I swear to you, dude, uh, f- for whatever reason, like we, me and her heard it. It sounded like he was there, like in the corner of where we were, and I, I swear I heard like a little like squeak of him, like trying to like talk to us oh wow so i like looked at her and i was like did you hear that and mom was like yeah but she was like i think it's i think it's it's probably just ozzy and i was like ozzy's by the front door looking oh, out the door shit. Right. Oh, and man. the dog's under the coffee table so no none no animals was over here All right and I was, I was like it sounded like jasper and she was like yeah it did and so mm-hmm. she was like, you better put him some wet food out. So I did. I got a couple of cans of wet food and some treats. And, like, I put it by his picture. And, uh, and that was just kind of, like, our little, like, small ofrenda for him. It's beautiful. Oh, so it can be I, smaller or big. Yeah. Know? I don't know. It's just something about, like, that trying to implement the, the holiday. It, you the know, neighbor. it's never too late to... Right. start those kind exactly. of traditions in your family so that's cool dude I, I like that yeah, it was cool we even put out like uh plates and everything like offerings and stuff for the different foods you know for his his nana and tata yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm so pasty <laughs> but it's it's interesting though because growing up and mainly you know his hispanic culture like i embraced it a lot but it, it was hard because growing mm-hmm. up i got made fun of for being white a lot so uh. it was, so i had the exact opposite you know so I'm, I'm very very fortunate for you know being exposed to many different cultures and having that acceptance so. nice cool yeah i never really celebrated that day either yeah so Maybe I and will. you're from Mexico. I know. So. I just yeah. I don't. My family never really did it. Yeah. Not enough dead people. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it just yeah. depends on what part of Mexico. Yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And Gabby, what's going on with you? Not a lot. I don't remember the last time I saw you guys. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Let's see. Birthday passed. Went to San Diego. Scallywag. That was fun. And now I'm here. Ah, it looked like more than fun. You were having a blast. What was the oh. highlight of Skellywag? I mean, it was so long. A couple of weeks ago. Uh, I mean, the interrupters killed it, like always. Yeah. And I don't remember much about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. That's cool. Um, I saw you tasting like little, they had little beers or what Yeah, was it was the like taste. They had like three, over 300 beers there to taste, but I, I'm not really a big beer drinker, so right. I just had one and... That was it. And you could get the yeah. cool little souvenir. Yeah, that's thing. that's really what I wanted. Was yeah, I mean, cup. that's why you get it. Like, <laughs> it's all about the... Yeah. I think the most fun was riding scooters. Those electric scooters. Those are fun. They were fun. Yes. Rode that on through the whole Mission Beach and oh, cool. before coming home. So that was really fun. Nice but beach wave. Yeah. Vibes. Good couple weeks. Yeah. We're going to have a California Sound Sister road trip here pretty soon. Fuck yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be good. Yeah. In the road. So what do you got going, Andrea? So I just got back from Surf City Blitz last weekend, and it was a really good festival. Um, 
went out there and also went to Universal Studios. Finally got to experience the, the uh, Harry Potter. Expelliarmus! <laughs> Harry Potter land. Stupefy. Yeah. No, it was uh, Thursday, so the park was kind of empty. There were people there, oh, but it wasn't cool. like ridiculously mm-hmm. crazy. So I got to nice. ride the Harry Potter ride a couple of times and... Just a so jelly it. of your trip. <laughs> yes, so cool. <laughs> uh, it was cool. I definitely recommend going out there and just going to Universal and you know getting the whole tour of the back lot portion of the experience and seeing where they filmed some of your favorite TV shows and and mm-hmm. movies and just the history behind it. Yeah. The Hitchcock building still there. Oh, is it? I was oh, going to ask. Yeah. There I thought for some reason they were going to tear it down, like the Bates Motel. There no, was, like, no, talks dude. of that. That's still there. Cool. It's crazy. Uh, they can't. Yes. They can't tear it down. Right. No. Which that was on our watching list too. Is the original Psycho? I mean, every year you yeah, watch no. it. No, man, it's still there. They got to keep that up. Right? Keep it up. It's history. You can't tear it down. <laughs> Truth. Um, Friday night we stayed at the Canterbury Suites, and if you're a punk rock historian and you know your shit, or you know L.A., Hollywood, '70s, mm-hmm. '80s punk rock, you know that the Canterbury apartments were just rented out to the Go Go's and. and so cool. I think Lorna Doom from the Germs lived there at one point. Just a bunch of old old school Hollywood punk rockers lived at this apartment complex. Um, so that was one of the reasons we stayed there. Was just like kind of get the experience feel. where mm. some of our legends had stayed, and uh, that building was creepy as fuck. <laughs> I think it was haunted. Um, I think it was built in the nineteen twenties, and uh, yeah, it's got a long history of some kind of. No. Dude, some crazy <laughs> punk rockers are probably trying to, you know, haunt you in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, no punk rocker better try to attach himself to me, like, because we're going to a punk rock festival this weekend. <laughs> I don't need that shit. But, uh, that was cool. Uh, went and checked out South pa- Pasadena. And if you're ever in California and have the time, please go do it because the neighborhood that they shoot a lot of movies in is fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to see Pee Wee's house. We, Dang. we took a picture by the Michael Myers hedge. Um, Which, <laughs> BTW, when you sent that out of nowhere through the Facebook message, I'm like, Yeah, and I was like, oh, all I had on me was this stranger's mask. And you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if no. only you people knew what went on on our daily group chats. <laughs> <laughs> so we checked out that neighborhood. Then we went over to uh, the American Horror Story Murder House in uh, Hollywood. And uh, that house looks haunted as fuck. You know, from there we went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And I feel like we went at a good time because they were decorating for Dia de los Muertos festival that they were going to have. And so we got to see nice. a lot of the decorations and shit. And uh, they were, so cool. we were building uh, Johnny Johnny Ramon's ofrenda as we were, like, there. So I took a picture with it. Oh, that's so cool. Um, we'll there. have to include all these photos in yeah. the gallery. Yeah. Uh, went to uh, the Beetle House, which is inspired by Tim Burton's movies. That was fucking rad. I did. Um, I, I, I uh, took Nydia to Jumbo's clown, clown Room, finally. Like, it's something I've been talking about every time I go to L.A. I like to go to Jumbo's. Mm-hmm burlesque style strip club but they never get naked but it's very tasteless and it's old school so they go to the jukebox and pick their own songs oh, so and we're talking awesome. like rad shit like nirvana joy division new order guns and roses like rad shit you actually want to listen to if you're at a strip club right mm-hmm. took her there um and then it's just fancy tasteful like sassy dancing beautiful beautiful, beautiful movements it's t- it's tasteful you know it's 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 sexual but it's tasteful and uh, it's, it's the cool, art yeah. of tease <laughs> the burlesque uh, Got it. 
next uh, Saturday, I went to Surf City Blitz. I unfortunately missed Tia Sawal, which I was really bummed about. It was a, you know, dude, it was a bitch to get there. Um, I came all the way down from Hollywood to Huntington Beach. So we're talking fucking traffic at like 11 to 12. Like it's, uh, LA's traffic just ridiculous. But I uh, got there in time to see Fear. We got to watch Suicidal, uh, Pennywise, and then uh, Offspring closed out the night. Um, I did end up jumping in a barricade and into Ooh. the VIP section <laughs> because there wasn't a lot of security that Are night. Are we in high school? Oh, I love yeah, it. Dude. I um, love that shit. Man, you, you, to whatever to do to get closer to get the picture like it was you know we tried to do it there was just so many fucking people there that's awesome um, rad b- sand is a bitch to walk in uh, but the weather was great um next day we saw interrupters mm-hmm. they were great uh, black rebel motorcycle club different band for this kind of festival honestly sure. i would have had them play before interrupters but you know i wasn't in charge of the lineup so whatever. <laughs> they should have asked, asked, they asked me um, <laughs> <laughs> we had social distortion and bad religion just killed it um all in all you know it was a great it was a great festival there was a motorcycle competition going on races and that kind of thing if you if you like that kind of stuff and you i mean i hopefully they do it again it was rad that's great yeah and i really love your write-up that's on oh. our website. So be yeah. sure to check it out, guys, because she's got lots of cool insights on her travels. Yeah. You know, I'm more of a journal journal type kind, so I had uh, some help there. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, actually, it was a really great write-up. So Thank I'm really, you. I'm really definitely a good read, so please, please visit the website. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried. So, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and go into the Punk Rock News segment here on the Sound Sister Podcast. Uh, first, unfortunately, I've got some bad news for you guys. Todd Youth has passed away at the age of 47. Uh, Todd played and recorded music with Murphy's Law, Warzone, Danzig, Blood Clot, Degeneration, Fireburn, and many, many more acts. Um, he, he, him passing just blew up my news feed from yeah. all the old school New York guys. For sure. Um, so, you know, you're all rest in peace, Todd Youth. You definitely helped define and, and uh, you know just to find that punk early punk rock hardcore and then honor with the, the metal stuff with Danzig and, and that kind of stuff. So cause of death is currently unknown. Um, so, you know, definitely go out and go on YouTube and check out some of the Danzig recordings that Todd was on. Um, pay your respects. Direct hits, new album, crown of nothing out now. Fat records. Gabby. It's really good. Told me it was good. You like it? I love it. It's been a while since I liked a full album. Yeah? And it, this one's freaking killer. Yeah? It's crazy. So Damn, go pick it up cool. and check it out. I gotta check that shit out. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if she listens to it from and she's start to it. end, yeah. and yeah. if she likes that, it, I, I like know. It. I'm doing yeah. it all. The, you know, the singles they put out, and I was like, all right, it's cool. And then it's good stuff. Which, by the way, good job on releasing your first new song off of your solo project yeah, it's just a demo for now it was great so, great i wanted see. to give you that shout out she's Thank so you. humble she never talks about her no, personal yet. project so we got we gotta <laughs> sneak it in there and not yet yeah so uh, that's on our list of news yeah <laughs> check out gabby single gabby chaos <laughs> uh doa's uh joe keithley elected to city council in burnaby 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 City Council in British Columbia. Uh, after a few different runs for office, Joe has been elected as a member of the Green Party. Um, I just thought it was cool. This guy was played in DOA and now he's a damn 
I first thought that was one of those hard times. I thought it was too. So <laughs> your hard times uh, article for today. Uh, <laughs> right. Dude from VOA gets those elected to city council. Me, man. Um, so I don't know. That's cool. You can be in punk rock and do other shit, people. So right. Do do you booze? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stray Cats announced working on a new album release out in 2019. I put this on here for Gabby because yeah. I know she likes Stray Cats. Ooh, I do yeah. too. Yeah. Stoked on that. Yes. Uh, according to RollingStone.com, the Stray Cats have announced they are working on a new album that will be out in 2019. The band is also planning a tour in ce- celebration of their 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary. Hey. 40th <laughs> anniversary. I keep forgetting how old they are. <laughs> that shit's older than me. <laughs> Only by a couple years, so really. <laughs> this will be the group's first full length in 25 years. Wow. Which was ni- 1993's original cool. Wow. So keep a lookout for a straight count album. Hopefully it doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah. wow. And their hair is just as pompy. Yeah. All right, uh, we got some new music for you guys. AFI released a new track called Get Dark. The mysterious AFI released a new track over their social media, and it will be released on their upcoming fifth track EP titled The Missing Man. The EP will be out December 7th, 2018 through Warner Music Group. Um, I did ask the ladies to take a listen to it. I personally liked it. Um... It feels, <laughs> go with me on this, it feels like it, it could be a no effects song. Just take out Davey's vocals and oh, put in fat mics and you have no effects. Tweak the drums a little bit and it could be a no effects song. Oh my gosh, I didn't even hmm. think of that. It reminded me of, of a no effects, we called it America. Okay. So I'll send it to you and remind you so you can listen yeah. to both. That's what I got. I kind of thought yeah. it was kind of going back to old AFI. Yeah. More and more, Same. which I appreciated. Yeah. So I kind of I like the, the new like direction it. they're going in. I really want to dive more deep into the lyrics, though, and just pick apart it because I know that they oh. have some complex lyrics sometimes. So Did you look at the lyrics? No, I'm, I didn't. I did not. No, I didn't. Okay. So. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big advocate for you know reading those liner notes. Yeah. So, But I didn't. So way to do your homework, no, I feel AFI has just kind of lately just turned out maybe what the label wants them to turn out and okay. not been true to AFI. But again, you got to give bands the benefit of the doubt of growing and evolving as musicians. Right. But this track kind of just felt a little old school. And to me, it sounded no effectsy. No right. effectsy. I'm going to I'm gonna take a who, listen. Who produced it? Oh, good. Good call. Yeah. yeah. So I liked it though. All right. All right, so uh, here we go on Sound Sister Podcast. This is Get Dark by AFI right here.
Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, man. You guys do it just like I do. Like I, I you know, I just start rolling tape and go. You know, like just hit it and <laughs> let's do much. the let's do the interview. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. Yeah. That's right. That's Candid right. and you know, let's get it. Go done. with the flow. <laughs> All right. So, um, let the listeners know who are you and what do you do. Uh, well, okay. My name is Craven Moorhead. I am a DJ uh, guy who plays punk rock records on Sunday nights. On 98 KUPD, and uh, been in Phoenix, Arizona, playing punk rock records on FM radio for like 15 years or something, maybe even longer. Yeah. Maybe 17 years, something like that. Yeah. And that's what I do. And I play, you know, a lot of national punk artists and um, try to mix in some locals as well. That's kind of my deal. That's it. As far as, <laughs> as, far as music goes. I don't know if you want to know all the other boring stuff. <laughs> I want to know it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything. All. all of the it. The drums, everything. Oh, yeah. okay. Everything, dude. <laughs> yeah, Dad life. We dug up your past. Huge music, uh, music <laughs> dork. I've always been a gear dork, and a, yeah. you know, I love that stuff. Um, what is the story of Craven? The name? Yeah. Yes. Let's what hear does that, that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think everyone is lying who's ever said that to me, which is kind of, you know, like, yeah. so many people get it right away, but you'd be shocked how many people are like, what, huh? It took me like two years. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, so the the behind the name, I guess, I never ever wanted to be on air. Like I was always a production oh. guy. Like kind of how you got your studio here. I've always been yeah. music and Pro Tools. And I got into radio to kind of just do uh, commercial work and voiceover work, which is kind of what pays the bills now. Like I still do that. Um, but uh, there was a show called The Scott Punk Show on the Edge many years ago. <sighs> And rest in peace. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was. A, yep. It was. A re- I really lucked into something there that I didn't realize was going to be such a thing. I was kind of like my, my first real job, and it lasted for you know, fifteen years almost, something like that. Um, and I started off just as a promotions kid who wanted to get into the production studios right. and start doing messing around with Pro Tools and doing voice stuff. And I never wanted to be on the air. And I remember the Scott Punk show had been around for about a year with Larry Mack, 
And I was like, man, that show is so cool. And I used to go on promo stuff with Larry when he'd live DJ and we'd just talk music. And I'd be like, you know, I'm into this band, I'm into this record. You know, what do you think? And uh, within a year of me being there, he actually went back to KUPD where he started. And so the show was open and he was just like, you know, told our program director, Shelly Hart at the time that, hey man, you should give this kid a shot and let him do it. He seems to know the music and, you know, let him do it. So I had no idea, never really, I did a little bit of college Damn, radio, but wow. I never had. Wow. And I just right. went in there with like my, you know, what I thought at the time was like 200 CDs. I'm like, oh, I thought wow. that was like a huge collection, you know, yeah. compared to today, that's like ridiculous, but. CDs? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, you guys want to hear the Vandals Live Fast Diarrhea again? Here we go. It's um, gas. But it was cool, you know, because yeah. his show was a little bit more ska. And when I came in, I, I kind of made it lean a little bit more punk than ska. Mm-hmm. And, uh. You know, I tell people all the time, like, I, you know, I, uh, old enough now and doing it long enough now where there's kids who come up to me and they're like, I remember listening to you in eighth grade. Now they're like married and have kids. And all of a sudden I'm like, That's oh, wild. damn, I'm like <laughs> dirt. I'm so old. Um, but the whole time, you know, I've learned just as much about bands and music from the listeners over the years mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, it's kind of like, that's what I think is so cool about it. Like, I love new music, even being an old fart now. Like, I mm-hmm. still like and I get bored. Like I think yeah. a lot of punk fans are kind of that way. It's like, yeah. I, you know, it could be a great new record out from a band I love, but I'm kind of like, yeah, but check out this new thing. You know, like this is so cool. Um, and also back then, like I said, you only had your collection I was coming in with, and there mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, internet and all these downloads and these massive music collections. So um, at that time, you know, you would get like a record. Like imagine when you would shop at a record store. Mm-hmm. If you got a record that sucked, even if it was from a great band, you were kind of done with that band. Yeah. I remember not thinking, and the reason I brought the Vandals earlier, I remember thinking I, I, I didn't like the Vandals record I bought as a fan, okay. shoveling through the record store, and I was like, man, this band sucks. And then I'd have people like requesting songs, I'm like, that song is great, you know? So then, <laughs> yeah. you know, I kind of learned about bands that way and kind of learned what's good and bad and whatever, so. Well, that brings me to one of my questions. So like podcasts, YouTube, digital recording and stuff, did it kill the radio personality? Like, what was that transition? Did it kill you? Did it kill uh, you? <laughs> Wow, um, <laughs> you know what? It definitely Anyways. made it. It made it different, you know. And, and it's kind of the same way I think for just music in general. Like yes, we were talking about before. You had like a small collection. It would have been a large collection back then, but now like everyone, like you could probably have just every bit as much music and punk rock as I have, and I've been collecting and doing this stuff for years. Um, but I think what the allure of just uh, of, you know what we're doing now is that it's it's on FM, so it's kind of cool, you know. It's yeah. like. It's still like such, it's sort of an antiquated thing now, but people still get in their cars. They still push buttons and it's kind of neat, especially when radio has kind of become so sterile, like it's the same songs on, you know, it's always been that way, but it's even more so now. I, you know, I, I'm not listening to my own show, but I imagine it's got to be kind of neat to be like, okay, there's, you know, this Justin Bieber song or whatever, and just going through the dial. And then all of a sudden, holy shit, that's black flag. Like, Like, why is this even on the radio? Yeah. Um, like it was never really supposed to be on in the first place. And I think that part of it is still kind of cool now, I guess, even, you know, you can listen to a podcast and and those things. I think those things are all great too, by the way, like people bitch about new music all the time. Like, it's just not the way it was. I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's way fucking better now. Yeah. Like there's, I hear so many more bands that I like now. If anything, it's almost the opposite problem. And I think it's kind of this back to your point with radio. Like there's so many shows and shows, so many podcasts and so many things. Mm -hmm. It's like, where do you start? It's overwhelming yeah. sometimes. Totally. You know, just like where, where exactly. Do you, are you a fan of podcasts? Do you listen to different shows? I honestly 
don't, and the few times I have, I've enjoyed them. But for me, it's just, I don't really sit and, it, you know, I, I set aside time every Saturday to just listen to new music. Like, that's my morning and sometimes Sunday morning before I go do the show. And I just kind of scour the net and go through things. Um, I think part of it for me is, as far as part podcasts, is that it's not so much, you can't play music, you know, it's copyrighted. Unless you go through, you know, the proper channels or whatever. Unless you're us and just kind of <laughs> do it. Sure, and you can. <laughs> you can. And there, there's, like, there's a place out of England we used to do, uh, uh, you know, remote shows on, like podcast shows. And uh, they actually do pay the artists, which is neat. You just send uh-huh. them a playlist. But, you know, it's... it's most of the shows are more based around talk and discussions than anything right, else. Right. And, you know, being a dad, I'm talking and discussing enough. <laughs> I'm just like, let's just go, you know. So, uh, but like I said, the ones I've tried out when I've seen, I, I've really liked. That's cool. Yeah, so. no, I th- feel like doing just this po- podcast together, forcibly look, making myself look up punk rock news and who's putting out what music right now. I've, I've been listening to a lot more new music. Yeah. And, and with me, because I'm I'm more photographer, visual, art, artistic out of the bunch. I mean, uh-huh. we all three are, but that's what I try to speak to. I've had to do that as well, like kind of school myself into what's up and coming, because it's the connection between that and art. It's like the br- music, it's the bridgeway. Yeah, you got to stay up on yeah. it. I mean, and what, that, same with the show, Sunday. You know, like I know I, you know, I don't want it to just be the same stuff I've played for the last 10 years that I know people like, like. You know, it's it'll be something like, and people will ask me like, well, why do you play so much Rise Against and Offspring and the, and Pennywise and, and I'll, I'll play those to, you know, that's kind of the that's the hook. The it's like okay, if you're yeah. a Joe Blow and you're not necessarily a total punk fan, mm-hmm. and you hear an Offspring song that may not be the, you know, biggest single from them, and then you then you try to follow that up with new music. You know, it's like okay, well, you like mm-hmm. this, maybe they'll dig this too. So, you know, and I have to explain to people who kind of you know. Because I get all kinds of people listen to that show who's like, you know, because there'll be someone who liked that I played DRI. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, wow, how come you're not playing more of that? And they're like, yeah. well, because there's not as many you <laughs> right. into DRI. Like, I love DRI. It's not it's, it's yeah. not about me either. It's about, you know, making a cool show that's kind of, you know, as, as, you know, acceptable amongst punk fans as possible. It's eclectic. Right. And you do a really good job of finding deeper cuts, too. Yeah. Of, which is hard. Yeah, I try, you know, especially from the bigger bands. I try to yeah, find, yeah. like, okay, I can't believe this song wasn't a single type of thing. You yeah. Know, from, like, Rise Against or whatever. But, uh, you know, certainly can't please all the people all the time, as you guys well know. And punk <laughs> is even harder. <laughs> you, know, you just drive yourself nuts if you try. Right. So. Yeah. Well, well, well aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, so growing up, did you listen to a lot of punk rock? What were some of your favorite bands and did you go to shows? I did. I mean, I, I was, I was definitely, uh, an early adapter. I was, you know, an eighties kind of hardcore punk rock fan. Um, I think my first ever show was, um, as far as like going to a bar and being an all ages show, there was a little place in Columbus, Ohio called Marco Polo's which was a, a laundromat and then also a venue so and rad. a bar. Okay. Actually, there were two of those in my life. My, one of my other favorite venues was Sudsy Malone's in Cincinnati, which is right across the street from Bogart's, and that was the same thing, you know, oddly enough. But uh, Marco Polo's, I saw Black Flag in 1984 uh, uh, during the My War tour, and that was it. You know, I was just like, oh, wow, God. you know, this, this is so cool. Um, actually, might have been slipping in. I know they performed slipping in that night, but uh, wow. and it was a matinee. Actually, now I say night, it actually reminded me well, they had a matinee for kids. Like you oh, went, you were younger, but you know, and it was just like being in a bar and like I think it was in like 
eighth grade or something like that in 84. And it was like, I'm totally dating myself now. (laughs) But, you know, did the whole suicidal tendencies thing where I had my dad's cut up. You know, he used to get so pissed. I'd take like his, you know, office clothes and like do the whole Venice, like (laughs) grab a Sharpie and make a cool t-shirt out of it. Because there wasn't, you know, this stuff just wasn't, you know, it was definitely a little bit more. DIY. Sort of. I mean, I think there's still a lot, like, especially if you were talking about before with the, the punk forefront scene, I think there's still like, so much of that DIY spirit and so many things I see today, but it just wasn't as, you know, easily accessible back then as I guess it is now. So you had to do stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and I, you know, I like like new wave stuff too. Um, yeah. um, I loved Devo. I was a huge Devo freak um, early. Those were probably in Descendants and just about anything that came out on SST at that time was was pretty cool with me. And um, and I still liked all the other stuff that you know some other kids were listening to. I, I kind of was really a rock fan too. Like you know, I dug you know, Van Halen records just as much as the next <laughs> yeah. kid or the first Motley Crue record. But I was right. also like, you know, my main thing was grabbing my skateboard and listening to, to you know, all the punk stuff. So it's 1984, you're in eighth grade. How the hell do you find out that Black Flag's going to be playing a laundry, a laundry <laughs> punk rock laundry band? You, like, you know, like, how do you find out about that? You, if did you, you, you do was laundry a rec, total record store kid. Like, okay. you know, that was okay. the thing. Like, we used to go to Ohio State's campus on High Street and, you know, they had they still, I think a couple of them are still around, but Magnolia, Thunder Pussy, and Singing Dog Records, and we'd go down there, and you know, soon we were all like starting our own bands to open up for some of these bands, wow. and um, you know, just, that's it. That was it was flyers. It was flyers on poles. Okay. Mm-hmm. You'd go down High Street and by the record stores, all the you know the the telephone poles or light poles just have flyers for shows all over wow. them, and that was it. That and really my only other source of anything was uh, Flipside Magazine. Yeah. Um, maximum rock and roll was available, but I, I was pretty much just a flip side guy. Um, and that's it. I mean, that yeah. and word of mouth. And that was, but there wasn't, it wasn't a big scene that back then either. Like there was, there's hardly any females, you know, right. at all. Right. Um, you'd be just a, you go to shows and be just a bunch of sweaty dudes running into each other for, for So when did you notice the switch? Like when more females started coming out to these punk rock shows? Well, my recollection, and just thinking back on it all, like it started to die towards the mid to late '80s because show goofy stuff was happening at shows and violence at shows and whatever, and mm. and then they're just to you know I think I was off to college at that time, and I don't remember there really being any punk bands I was really into um, again until the Epitaph stuff started hitting, mm-hmm. and that was like I can't remember what year it was, but it was mid 90s i remember getting a flipside magazine just because i was like what is going on like you know there's got to be some cooler music than the stuff i'm getting right and i remember that year it was the year that white trash two heaps in a bean mm-hmm. um and rocket from the crypt and new bomb turks all tied for first place for like record of the year and flipside and i was already kind of a new bomb turks fan from being from columbus um but then i was like oh well, i gotta check out these other bands and that's literally how I went out and bought my first no effects record was I saw that in Flipside magazine. I'm like, oh they gotta be cool. They got put in the same, you know, little yeah. thing as the Turks who I love and and Rocket from the Crypt also. So and then it just seemed to all kind of take off from there. And then you had the Kerplunk came out and then you started getting bigger again. And, right. It was the second know, basically wave, fat right? records and, and and epitaph. Yeah, exactly. Like second for me. Wave. I mean I might have been the actual third wave but yeah (laughs) you may have not real up on my ways but yeah but yeah it was kind of dead and that brought it back in a huge way and then the warp tour stuff started happening 
And it was just crazy. So then at that point, that's when the ladies came around, right? Right. (laughs) Because they were singing about ladies, too. (laughs) It was a little more user-friendly. I mean, there were still some pretty gnarly bands, and not that ladies can't like gnarly bands. Just for whatever reason, it just started there at that time. They kind of lived in that, you know, place in the 80s. And there were some girls in and around the scenes, and just not as much now. You know... the music's a little more melodic. Like it's funny to me, like some bands that people will think are like hardcore, and it's still a certain, you know, a lot more melody than before. Right. Um, but uh, all in all, you know, great music during that time. So. No, yeah. From what I, you know, from what I've heard, you know, just going to shows back in the day, it was it's way different than it is now. It's it's way more coddled now. I mean, you guys were having to like fight off each other with knives, and <laughs> you were punching I whoever. The fuck. I mean, I did the. Like, some scenes were, I mean, Ohio definitely wasn't like a Boston scene or an L.A. scene. <laughs> we had some pretty goofy shit happen, but like, I don't, I don't remember anything being like that crazy. Like that, you know, okay. I've read the No Effects book and some of these other, and I'm a huge documentary dork. Like I love yeah. it. What are Absolutely. Some, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Our scene was not really, yeah. you know, into this <laughs> as much. But weird stuff happened. It was just a different time. But, uh, but certainly, I mean, I remember, you know, the, I think it was like the second time I saw Pennywise. I mean, that pit was no fucking joke. Like, really? I, I was out of there pretty quick. Like, I'm done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's still a, a certain amount of, uh, you know, energy. It just doesn't seem to happen in, 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 you know, the small places as much as it used to. Okay. Which kind of bums me out. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Small town, like. Yeah. yeah. So you were you yeah. were saying something about your huge documentary buff. We love documentaries. What are some of your favorite punk documentaries? Well, I love American Hardcore because, like, that's kind of, like, I just watch it and it's, you know, just kind of going down memory lane a lot uh, to some extent. But, um, you know, that that one's probably my my favorite. But, you know, I just watched the Iggy Pop one and they're all kind of cool. Like, I've never really seen one that I didn't like. Um, they're all kind of the same too. So like, what yeah. stands out? It's like yeah, right. the other F word. I the second time bringing it up in a, in one of our episodes. But how did you feel about that being a dad? I liked it. I read the yeah. book actually right before uh, uh, the Jim Lindbergh book that uh, came, was it just called Punk Rock Dad? I think at mm-hmm. the time, uh, and uh, I loved that too. I thought they were both good. Yeah, that, that was I could relate to a lot of that too. Being being my age and being with two kids, uh, a lot of that spoke to me. Um, although you, I could imagine being like Lars Fredrickson and being like that punk rock, like showing up, you know, I'm not that dude for sure. But, uh, so how do you balance it all? So you're, you're a dad and you're, you're a realtor, right? And then you're, you're, you're also a musician too. Are you still playing? Like, I just play like? for fun. Like, yeah. like I said, I've always had kind of a room sort of like this where I just like a gear dork and you know, I actually, one of my biggest regrets when I die, I'm sure will be that I didn't learn how to play better and learn and, and just do more of that, you know, <laughs> right. which I think everyone who's a musician kind of has, but, uh, um, you know, I'm just a, a pretty much just nine to five. I do, pre- I'm actually not doing any realtor stuff right now. Um, I still have my license. Um, that kind of came about when I lost my first radio job. It's like, oh, what yeah, the fuck right. do I do? I've done this for 15 years. I wow. have no idea. And I just loved Arizona. So like most radio people just move right now like okay because there's there's lots of gigs and i had enough experience where i could have gone to well you know wichita or something and you know picked up a job doing it but uh you know i wanted to stay here really bad my kids like it here and my wife is native to arizona so you know to me it was like how do i stay here and and not do something i think completely blows so i did realty for a little while but then i got a, a job in production again about a year and a half ago where i worked for my home studio 
So it worked out really good. So now I'm, I'm like home all day, mm-hmm. working for a company. We do like, uh, it's called the Mix Group, and we do like, uh, I think it's like almost 1,300 radio stations around uh, wow. the world. So wow. it's That's really neat. Awesome. It's like, you know, 13 or 14 other guys, uh, and we just... That's it. We just produce all day. We sit at Pro Tools and knock out commercials and, and promos for shows and stuff like that. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They might be soon. It is, it's been growing, so we'll get yeah. your chops up. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask. You do have your own recording studio, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. I mean, that was what I initially moved out west to do. Oh, okay. You know, like being from Ohio, I was like, okay, you can either go to New York I wasn't a big enough country fan to consider Nashville, but to, at the time I was like, okay, either New York, where I kept hearing all these horror stories, like you, you know, you have to be an intern, uh, you basically have to have someone pay for you to be out there while you're learning okay. all the studio stuff, or you can move out west. And I was like, that sounds better to me. So I moved to lived in Hollywood for like two years, mm-hmm. just drove my car from Ohio to Hollywood, worked in a studio there for two years, called Westlake Studios, and um, uh, basically ran and got people coffee and you know worked. It was cool though, like we learned to. Uh, you know, they had the big SSL and Neve boards and, mm. you know, and uh, you kind of work your way up. You start off as a runner mm. and then they let you be like a setup tech and then you can be a second engineer and then you're actually sitting in on all these sessions and wow. helping people cable awesome. up. And, um, but, uh, you know, then ended up, somehow ended up in Phoenix. <laughs> and that, was, that was it. Really, I was kind of moving home because uh, my buddies who had moved out west with me got kind of homesick and, and moved back home so I didn't want to be in LA by myself I didn't really know anybody and I was such a studio rat I didn't really have any friends outside of where I worked and we all just kind of lived at the studio wow. um, so you know I was gonna head back home and I stopped off here to see a friend and just visit because I wasn't sure I wanted to move back home wow. and really just kind of fell in love with Arizona right away and, and totally on a whim like you know the U-Haul could have kept going or right, I couldn't right. have stopped and visited and so ended up just staying, so that was it. That's awesome. Very cool. So w- let's talk a little bit about the rise and fall of your gig at the Edge. How yeah, what happened? Give me the drama. I want the cheese to, to the ninety-eight KUPD, and just because there was a lot of rallying to turn things around for you. So yeah. let's hear what about happened? some of the feels and some of the wow, stuff that went down. It was, it was a really kind of brutal, crazy time. Like I it was kind of hectic because I didn't know what to do. Um, so like initially I was, just, I really just wanted to keep doing the Scott Punk show and, and doing that. So we, we started the internet version of the Scott Punk show, which was scottpunkradio.com. And that was just cause I was like, I didn't know what to do. And I had all this nervous energy about what I was going to do. So I'm like, I want to sure. keep doing the show though. Right. You know, it was always just, uh, you know, just to kind of keep that going, keep it alive. Started podcasting that essentially. And then we kind of figured out like, okay, well maybe we can just make my recording studio into a studio studio mm. and we started figuring out how to you know put it on a live app and do all these crazy things and it was really nuts and really hectic because it was yeah. you know it was running 24 7 and we were all kind of going crazy and wow. and at the time the uh, uh you know different folks who were talking about opening the alt stations mm-hmm. were like okay well maybe we'll do that and we did the online version of KUKQ and that at the time for me was just kind of like okay I don't have to worry about this thing 24 7 I can get some help and people I like working with and, and you know, were fun to, to do stuff with. And we did that for a little while. And then uh, Alt-93.3 came around. And I was like, well, there isn't really a need for an alt station. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and then uh, Larry McFeely, you know, was like, dude, you want to bring that thing over here? I was like, sweet. Yeah, I mean, that, that was perfect. I mean, I couldn't believe that. That was just shocking to me to be on such an awesome station. That was like such a rock station, too, you know, and. For all those years I was on the edge, it was kind of like, it was hit or miss because we always, we went through so many different owners. Hmm. Um, 
and certainly the weird punk show on Sunday night was always on the fucking cutting block. It was like, what? Really? What's this dude doing? Oh, you know, like shit. Okay. we're trying to play hit songs and right. like, and then what? You know, Little you get big... some old dude who's just buying a radio station. They're like, fuck <laughs> this! Like, I don't want this. So we it was literally. I think we went through like five different owners. It was always a constant like, wow. you know, really? hey, you know, you need to keep this on. It, it's it's got a good you know base. It's got a lot of people who listen. It's it's a cool mm. thing and. And, uh, Little did they know it was like leaving such a huge community. It, it, you, you know, know and honestly, so. to me, I didn't. You know, until it really kind of went away, I didn't realize that the impact on like the local, the locals <laughs> with it. I um, mean, I can say personally that there's so many bands, songs, things that I got into just based off of listening to you. And so I'm sure so many people come up and tell you that, but. You know, thank you. Thank you for what you do for this community. You've allowed us to like rally together and try to do our own thing. But on top of it, I mean, you've definitely been a huge voice to the Arizona punk community. So thank you. Thank you. It's it's smitten. Um, No, because I remember, I remember the person because I didn't meet you, and 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 I was with my husband Rico, and it was for the the big fundraiser for Lights Be Go was playing, and they uh were doing all that stuff, and then he's like, "Yeah, Craven's behind you," and I'm on the way, and he's like, "Don't you hear his voice?" And I'm like, "Oh." That's you know, funny. Because I've been listening to you for so many years, and I'm sure you get those stories all the time. And that's a cool thing, you know? Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's always good to hear something like that. I, you know, it, it's it's really cool. And I, I, you know, as far as the Phoenix, Arizona here, see, I, I kind of like where it's at right now. It's kind of cool. Like, you know, even when the, the show was at its biggest, like when we were talking about the epitaph and fat mm-hmm. scene being so big and Warped Tour and all that, like that's probably when I remember everything being as big as far as the radio show goes. Yeah. Um, and, and but bands were kind of shitty to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And not that you don't. I'm not. I'm not at it. You guys do a lot of local shows that you probably see good yeah. and bad. But mm-hmm. you know, collectively, it seems like at least folks are trying to yeah. get along a little bit better than I remember. I mean, bands were like so backstabby and like. Oh man, yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Is just what are some of the most terrible bands you've had to like work with, and then oh fuck, I got to play your song on the radio. Like, oh, is there man. any band? Total douchebags, because, you know... Just... You know, not really with the punk show. Okay. I've never really... You know, most bands in, the, in that regard... I mean, I guess I, I'm trying to think of some weird interactions. Um, probably, I remember... Uh, was the, I think the band The Bravery. I'm not oh. sure it was The Bravery, or... I know that's not punk, but like just did working in alternative radio. Yeah, yeah. And I would do all the acoustic recordings. Oh, okay. And... <laughs> They had the, you know, I got, you know, some nice gear. So, like, you know, the station was really cool about supporting me and, and, you know, helping me or me helping them go out and do these recordings and they would pay me or whatever. And I'd bring out all my nice shit. It wouldn't just be the radio station stuff and we'd get a good recording. So, I remember they had a, uh, one of the road guys was just a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, do you guys cuss this? Do you, yeah, I feel we, like oh, I'm yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> fucking do it. Okay. <laughs> we don't fucking cuss. <laughs> I was like excited about that because I don't ever get a cuss. And then I'm like, yeah. Now that we're into this thing, I'm like, I feel like I'm the only one dropping F bombs. Like, um, so, anyway, okay, so they, it was a thing where we had to record the bravery for, you know, listeners had won, they get to go see the bravery. And it's not really anything bad on the band, but this guy was being such a jerk. And I would plug in all my expensive preamps and all my stuff. And he kept just unplugging it. You know, I'd have like a phantom power on and stuff. For the fa- for for fans and not fans of the band, like big fans, so that the band wouldn't sweat and their hair wouldn't get fucked up. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, well, because the hair, and I say that like, because a fan would normally mess up your hair, but they had all this gel and stuff, and they right. didn't want to get hot and like be dripping off. 
And I, I don't know if that's why. That was kind of my, that's a little bit of embellishment there. But the, he was saying that, you know, the band needed, you know, he was like, had all these fans. So there's, you know, a big higher power like you'd see in a high school gym type of fan. Right. But he just kept like straight up, like pulling my stuff out and everything would just power down. I'm like, dude. And I actually, yeah, I, I left. I was like, fuck yeah. these guys, fuck this dude, I'm done. <laughs> I had my program director be like, what are you talking about? You can't leave. We've got this thing. I'm like, I don't care. You, can, you know, go out there with your SM58 and fucking do this thing. Right. Like, I'm mm-hmm. done. You should have come wow. up and messed up their hair. <laughs> like, give them a no That's where I feel bad. So it wasn't really the band. And, and, and honestly, every time I've ever had a bad thing, it's usually the people, and I get it so much because I know how hard it's got to yeah. be for bands, and especially those dudes who are Rodian. You know, but usually it's like a tour manager or something uh, who just had it, and you know, and everyone's <laughs> trying to be nice and like, hey, you're helping us, we're helping you, let's yeah. do this thing at the station, and there'll be some bent out of shape uh, dude who's just like, you know, not appreciating what we're trying to do for them. Um, wow. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, especially the punk bands have all been really cool over the years. I can't really think of anyone who is an asshole. Um, oh man, I've, I've been. I mean, it'll probably hit me 15 minutes later, and I'll be like texting you guys, like, "Oh, hey, next episode, mention this." But no, I mean, and you know, it, I don't know. You guys are probably running into more of that than I have because you're, you're playing with those bands, right? Well, and I don't. They see the radio, they're like, "Hey, maybe we can get on the radio. We'll be you know, kiss ass or something." Right. Like, yeah. I don't, I've just never really had too much of that. Okay. And some of the weirdest people have been cool too, by the way. Like Kid Rock, I'm sure is like. Like, he was, like, the nicest dude when he came to this what? station. Like, That's so cool. cool. I don't know if he just gets the game or what, but, like, you know, the most random people, you're like, wow, okay, I thought that dude would be a dick, and he was super cool, man. That's I got to awesome. rethink everything. I'm going to go home and listen to Ba with the Ba a couple times. <laughs> you got to bang to bang a beat. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Yeah. So, so we like to call fangirl moments when you meet, like, some, you know, where you geek out, like, oh, I can't believe I'm, you know, meeting uh-huh. this person interviewing them. Have you had any of those moments on your show? I have it all the time. I mean, I, I'm a fan. Like, I'm not, you know, even as, as long as I've been doing this, I mean, I have moments where I'm, you know, nervous doing interviews, and, like, I, I'm a fan of, of, you know, even bands I'm not, like, you know, totally in love with. I, yeah. you know, but... You know, newer bands that you think like, oh, it's just a new band. Like, you know, I, I usually if I um, am seeing a show or I'm going up to meet people, like I, I'm a fan. Like any, like I'm just into it. Like I yeah. have, I have fangirl moments all the time. Probably that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you love music, you kind of have to. Be. If you're gonna do the shit that any of us do, and especially in your spare time and having folks come to your house on a Sunday and. Being that dedicated, I, I did a deep clean last night. You did. That was, was pretty nervous. It's funny so you say that because I got a friend coming in town on Monday, and like our fucking front yard just looked like Jungle Book. Yeah. Like it was insane. I'm like, I even so I was like out ways. eight hours. Thank you so much for and caring enough to do that. But it was like one in the to. morning cleaning the doors because I I saw dust and I'm like, oh, I need to clean all the doors now. And yeah, it was. Uh, well, for the record, I just did that to my whole house because my old college roommate is coming to town. Well, for the record, he said that you know you're, it was legit. It's okay. a legit. Setup. It looks oh. it looks awesome. Wait, <laughs> very cool. Yeah. So, how do you prep and stuff for your different? You said you listen to music all days. Saturdays, you said Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. So, local bands, if you're listening to this. Oh. That's the best time to hit me. And I'm an early riser. So, like, I'll, I mean, I will literally throw on my headphones at, like, 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m. On, on Saturday and going through. Uh, Brace uh, yourself for some drunken messages because they're probably still up from the night before. Like, got to hit up Craven. It's 5 in the morning. <laughs> That's fine. As long as it's on Facebook, I don't care. Um, 
But yeah, that's usually when I, I get the bulk of my, you know, listening in. I like to like, do that stuff when I'm like fresh and in a good mood. Like the day usually bums yeah. me out. By like nighttime, <laughs> I don't want to listen to shit. Yeah. You know, so first thing in the morning, I'm feeling good. And uh, and just don't send me links. Send me your music. You know? That makes sense. I mean, it's okay advice. to send a link and then, but also send the music. But I, I get so many bands that like send me their link and be like, can you play this? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not playing <laughs> fucking YouTube. I'm like, like what do you think? I'm going to hold the computer up to the microphone. <laughs> I mean, we do have the computer going through, but it's like such shitty quality. You know, right. it's like at least, at least at a minimum, give me like a decent quality MP3. But Take I don't note, local bands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a way to do that. You guys have done it. I mean, you guys, you put a package together, you give, you know, do a bio and give it to them any way they could possibly get it on the air. So what is some advice you could offer to maybe some up and coming bands that you see could do it better, deliver it better? Yeah. As far as getting music out to, to radio or just getting it out there. You know, get one or two of your best songs. You know, I, I don't think it really helps. You know, like you guys know me, so if you give me an EP, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to listen to this and check it out. But but if you're just coming out of nowhere, you know, one or two of your best songs, I, that's what I would do. And I would I would get it to them. And I don't have CDs so much anymore. I mean, I've been doing it so long, I'm almost kind of bummed sometimes when I get CDs because I have a whole shed of them. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this shit. Um, but not links. I mean, that's the biggest thing. It's yeah. like, you know, because most people aren't going to just no DJs are going to play a link and then you're asking them to go the extra step if they like it and it's not that they can't mm-hmm. and it's part of our job but it's like we've got a ton of it like yeah. we, we're not you know I'll hear stuff sometime and it'll be like wow this is great and I search my own stuff out and, and I'll find something on YouTube or something I like through a link if I'm doing the research but if I just get a bunch of different links from stuff you know I'm just like you know, give me the song too I, once again links are fine but yeah Give me, give me something I can load into my computer and play okay. versus just trying to fire it off of someone else's website. Mm-hmm. It's never really going to work. But uh, other than that, I mean, now once again, it's easier nowadays. Right. I would have had a million different things to recommend back when you had to send a CD out. Like so many people would send it in shrink wrap and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't put the shrink wrap on. Like any way to just get it to the DJ right. easier mm-hmm. and so they can just give it a listen and decide if they want to put it on. So is pr- press kits, or is that a dead thing you think sending it to radio stations that way i see everyone doing the epks and stuff yeah i've never clicked at one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i've never well, i mean other than a couple people who have who i know would be like hey check them out yeah. i think that's better for is that more is that more for live shows or is that supposed to go to radio i, I think, think both, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah both mostly live i mean yeah. And I'm not necessarily the definitive authority on that because I'm not a program director just trying... Like, if you're trying to get on regular rotation, maybe. But I'll tell you this much. Those guys are getting way more music than, than I am. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you really just have, have to have someone you know or make a connection somewhere where you know you're going to get someone to All listen right. to it. Wow. Um, I think there are some promo companies, like third-party promo companies. Mm-hmm. Like my old friend Dead Air Dave works for Uncle promo uh, and those are usually guys who have worked at radio for a long mm-hmm. time so they can at least like dave will send me some stuff like he knows isn't gonna get on the show <laughs> and he'll try to pitch me like it's kind of punk dude just listen it's kind of <laughs> but he also knows if if you know it's something center of the bullseye and yeah. i'll get that right away so you i would say those are kind of good for getting on the radio because those people who work in those third-party promo companies are usually from a radio background or ex-DJs or something, and they'll at least be able to 
email someone and say, mm-hmm. hey, you should put this at the top of the pile. Oh, yeah. Wow. Other than that live show, so I mean, live show and just making your own <laughs> clatter in the in your own hood, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, because people hear and find out about mm-hmm. that. I mean, I know I hear about that. Even if it's just so much as me going to a show and be like, you know, taking note mm-hmm. of people talking to me and going, hey, did you see this show? I heard this band, you know, like. Yeah, I was going to say, do, I know we'll go to shows and we'll get asked, are you guys scouting bands right now? Does oh, that really? happen to you too? And I'm like, no, I'm just here like watching the band, man. Like, we're just here. No, I've never, I've, I've never <laughs> had that. You guys are scouting bands? I'm like. That is, that was weird. Scouting bands, huh? When did that happen? <laughs> it's happened a few times. Oh my gosh. I've gotten a lot of here to check out my bands, but not, okay. not, I've never had anyone ask me if I was scouting, scouting bands. So, like, on a, like, wait, what are you going to do? It's like, you know, add them to your bands. All right. <laughs> So whether it's a small band or a national act, is there have been specific instances where you've listened to a track and there were nobody, and you're like, this band's going to be something, and it blew up. Let's hear some of those stories, because well, I'm my, sure it's happened. My favorite story of that that I brag about all the time is Flogging Molly, because Flogging Molly a. was, was, and as much as I've taken credit for that over the years, there, it is kind of, sort of, Ken Casey who, who got me hit to that. And he doesn't know me, and I don't really know him at all, other than there was a warp Tour was in town, it was, and they did a pre-Warped Tour show at Bash on Ash, and I was a Dropkick fan. And I saw, uh, saw Ken Casey, and I just introduced myself and said, hey, I do a show, and we talked music for a minute. And he said, hey, man, tomorrow you should go check out this band called Flogging Molly. And Flogging Molly, that was the year it was at that dirt field, that uh, I'm spacing on the name now, um, the racetrack. Mm. Oh, oh, damn it. Someone's got to think of it because everyone's going to call us out when they listen to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Begins with an M. Manzanita? Manzanita. Ah. Hell yeah. Manzanita Speedway. Yeah. Dude, I mean, we had people working for us just falling in the dirt, just passing out. Like, it was so disgusting that day. It was so gross. <laughs> and I don't know if they ever had a show there since that I know of. But wow. that being said, uh, you know, I just had it in my head that, uh, you know, Ken Casey said to check out this band. So I went over to this little... They were on this, I don't even know if it was a stage, like it was literally like box crates. And Foggy Molly was playing to like eight of the most like crusty punk dudes who were like just, you know, that hardcore (laughs) name. You know? Were you in there? (laughs) Oh, good. Probably not old enough. (laughs) And me. And I just like watching them. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And they literally looked like a back porch jug band because they were on the Uh smallest, shittiest stage in the dirt. And. So I immediately got the record. Um, I mean, Side One put out the record, so you know, obviously people were hip to them. Yeah. You know, not that Side, Side One was pretty small at the time. I think. Again, but definitely not as you know notable as now. Yeah. But uh, you know, and I just started playing Devil's Dance Floor on, on the show, and I had no idea the reaction, and it was just kind of like it just kept growing. So I just kept playing it more and more and more, and, and so that was kind of the one. Not that you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably that answered your yeah. question, right? Like a small yeah, band yeah. Well, and it's interesting because then they kept coming back to Arizona, especially like on St. Patty's Day. And I remember going and seeing them when they weren't that big at Mace Amphitheater. I know we've talked about in other amp- episodes. So there's got to be. I mean, that was the time. Yeah, that was the time because then she, uh, Nancy Stevens at the time, liked it, and I kept telling her that it was blowing up on the Sunday show. Yeah, and she started putting them in regular rotation. And I, I think that's. And so Phoenix, as a as a radio market, were either the first or, or right up there was one of the first to start playing uh, the follow up singles. Oh, okay. Um, What's left of the flag and drunken lullabies? Yeah, and then that kind of kept getting bigger and getting wow. added to more radio stations. 
that makes but sense. that was the thing like then i always thought you know i was thought it was crazy that i kept going forever past yeah that, you know um but so uh, for a lot of years the edge would bring them out and and they, you know, they wanted to do it for us. That makes sense. I kept wondering, I'm like, why is this badass Irish punk band coming to Phoenix, Arizona on St. Patty's Day? Versus I LA, thought it was yeah. so freaking weird. I mean, I mean, you know, it's cool to see them back here again every once in a while, but that makes a lot of sense. So thanks for piecing that together. There you go. That's it. That's, that's, that's I'm surprised you didn't know that already because I brag about that one all the time. So I'm, obviously a huge fan of concert photography artwork tell me some of your favorite do you have any favorite artists or different album covers that you really really loved growing up um wow you know to me it's more it's it's just the records i loved i guess i don't know so much about i love all the early black flag stuff all the stuff that came out what is uh, the guy's brother's name in space to me now um I want to say Raymond Pettibone, but I'm not sure if that's right. Does that sound right? Let's look. <laughs> Pro- probably worth the Google. Um, you know, just the ones that were kind of iconic to me are the only ones that stand out to me. Like, I think of the Milo covers. Yes. And uh, I guess sort of anything that was sort of hand-drawn. I like, you know, I think right. about like the bad music for bad people from the cramps. I have no idea who did that. Yes. Is that right on the artist or no? No, I don't. Fuck. It's kind of like Bad Music for Bad People. That's one of my favorite <laughs> albums. And I saw that you shared that on Halloween, which is one of the tracks that I was teetering on for our Halloween special. It's right. The Cramps. I'm such a huge fan. I remember when I first listened to The Cramps, and I had a friend who was way older than me that taught me the ways. And she was, I got the CD and I listened to it. I'm like, what other music is like this? And she smiled at me. She's like, there's no other music like the cramps. Yeah. I mean, and it's was, true. It's that true. was such a weird record for me even when it came yeah. out. Like, you know, in real time back then, I was like, what do I, am I supposed to like this? It was like, well, it was like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really rock, but boy, it sure is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, mean, I guess that's kind of one of the things I sort of miss today. It doesn't seem like there's as many different sounding punk bands. At least not, there are, but not to get the notoriety I think that they should. There's a lot of like rock based punk rock bands, but I think, you know, even though there were less bands back then, there were at least bands like the Cramps that could, you know, shake it up a little. Right. Or it would at least be listened to by some of the same kind of people. Like now it seems like, okay, if you like psychobilly, you like psychobilly, you know, you might Mm -hmm. may or may not like something else, but, um, no, it's true. It's very divided up. And t- I didn't know long t- until I met Rico that there were different punk scenes. I thought, so I was just going to all these like under- underground shows right. and all this other stuff. And then I would go to like a pop punk show, which I never really would before. And everybody was nice, didn't have sleeves on their shirt. And it was right. a different, <laughs> was different environment that I wasn't used to. So it's it's I'm interesting how, how that is. Do you think there needs to be a lot more immunity amongst the scenes, a lot more collabs, as we like to say? <laughs> Collabs, you know, I think fans. I think there are maybe you know fans who who like all those sort of things, but don't necessarily go to as many shows. Yeah. You know, I remember going to Sick of It All, and I'm not like a straight up like hardcore fan of that of those bands, but my cousin really is, and, and they're amazing. Like, and that was yeah. such a great show. And yeah. like, why am I not going to go see every Murphy's Law Sick of It All right. show? Like, you I should get kicked be. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually fairly. It was like it was a good like party. Like, hey, Did that happen to you? No. Uh, no. I was like telling them, I'm like, you know, I really like hardcore bands, but I don't go to shows because I don't want to get like yeah. ninja kicked in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> and I 
I'm yeah, old, I mean, man. I don't go to I'm one. No. See, some like, of those hardcore uh, shows, I was bartending, so I was behind the bar. So, right. Palo Verde, we used to do a lot of underground shows, and I'm like, cool, I'm safe behind here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it all. Well, like, I'm throw certainly. Bottles yeah. at I know. <laughs> Duck. Got really good at ducking. <laughs> I'm definitely, you know, more towards the back listening nowadays, but uh, yeah. Yes, you know, and then yeah. I get inspired if I have the right amount of beer and the You're music's scouting. just right. You're scouting bands I, from I, the back. When I'm just scouting, when I'm not scouting, exactly. <laughs> I may scout a little closer if, if the yeah. mood strikes me. Uh, <laughs> let's do a, let's do a music break. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, you can play music. Yeah, we can play music. All right. Um, so we usually ask our, all our guests to pick pick songs that have meaning to them and or in, an influence on their life. Uh huh. What's one of your favorite songs, and we'll play it. Wow, that's like a, a re- I know you have a real question. Yeah, we'll play anything. Um, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want, boo. <laughs> oh boy! So, but it has to have meaning to me, like, or you know, just anything that's influenced you. Okay. Um, Favorite band. Anything. Let's go with uh, uh, "Gene Is Dead" from Milo Goes to College. That record to me was just, you know, that was it, really. I mean, and it's such a corny one now. It's so funny because I feel like everyone is Descendants. Like that's my favorite band. But it truly is. I mean, I'd be lying if I said anything else. Like uh, that, especially that record. Like that yeah. record yeah. was really kind of the first record that changed. You know, the way I, I looked at every record past that, I was like, "Whoa, this wow. is fucking cool!" <laughs> like, That's what deep. is this? Yeah. So as far as something that super duper duper spoke to me, that was it. Nice, cool, cool. Well, we're big Descends fans, so yeah. we're yeah. we're on we're on to that track. So good stuff. All right. Why don't you introduce it? Because you're here, and, and that's what you do. <laughs> How can I spin that into like very radio guy-ish? Yeah, uh, let's do it. Sessions? I want to hear your biggest craving radio uh, yeah. here. <laughs> I try not to sound super radio guy-ish, but I think when you're in front of a microphone, you just kind of Unleash it today for us. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, here it is. Descendants, Gene is dead on Sound Sisters. No, no, I've heard of Oi. Like, I didn't hear that that was like retirement. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I thought that was still pretty accurate. I kind of figured that you've heard of (laughs) Oi. I think I've heard of it, but. Uh, Oh, I guess we're 
And we're back. <laughs> we do this all the time. Okay, oh, yeah. go ahead. That was a fucking killer segue. I like that. Yeah. Bring me on. I yeah, know. Yeah. Get on the show. Bring me on. Um, so I noticed you post a lot of drums on your Facebook. Yeah. Collector. Yeah, no, I, I... Do you play drums? I do, kind of, sort of. I wish I played more, but... Uh, Let's talk after I literally this. try to, to play for like 20 minutes a day just doing my rudiments and... Oh, cool. You know, just to say I'm doing something. But uh, yeah, I love love old 60s drums, 70s drums. And, you know, I got into that hobby sort of by mistake 15 years ago or something. I had an old snare <laughs> drum and just did research online. Like, hey, yeah. what is this thing that I have? And... You know, just went further and further down the rabbit hole. Next thing I know, I remember seeing guys like on websites who are like, "Oh, I've got like three kits and ten snares," and I'm like, oh, "What a loser! Like, why does he need all this stuff? He's got all these things." And now I'm like, 13, 14 kits and like thirty snares. I'm like, I can't stop. I'm like constantly trying to, you know, find the next good deal of something to restore yeah. and. Uh, or so are you buying them off eBay or what are you doing? I just search everywhere, offer up you hitting up you know, those different garage stores. Sales. I yeah, I would certainly like if Estate I sales. if I did a Craigslist search and you said old drums on it, I would be there oh, at fucking nice. eight AM baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already hit the ATM. Did you have them just piled up all over your house? No, and I I'm actually kinda trying to curtail because it did get bad. <laughs> it was sort of hoarderish so we actually did uh, some remodeling in our house like two years ago and i just kind of built like these you know two shelves for kits and a, a big uh, shelf for snares and i was like okay it's one in one out from now so like basically like i've got all my kits that i love and if i find something new then one's gotta go so it's okay. like either that or i just restore it for fun and, and get rid of it but yeah. uh yeah, I finally did hit a breaking point with <laughs> me mentally more than anything, I guess. My wife's super cool about it, which is kind of shocking. Like, I know most people come home with, a, you know, dusty old drums and, you know. It's normal in my house. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine most people at this table are probably, you know, pretty cool with it. But my wife is awesome with that, and she, she knows it. Like, it kind of keeps me sane, you know, it's cleaning and polishing. And, um, you know, I'd spend more time, you know, that was the other thing with me, like, not collecting as much. Cause I'm like, I'm not even playing these things, like, as much as I'd like to, so now I'm trying to not restore as much and, and play a little bit more. So, but what's your favorite kit that you have? Dude, the one I got right now in my yeah. studio is so fucking awesome. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a uh, 1969 Sonar um, teardrop kit, and I've always just collected like the old American kits just because I knew them, and then I came across basically offer up. You know, so yeah. what happened? I didn't even know what they were. They just kind of look cool. I'm like, I'm going to go check these out. They wanted like, you know, 300 bucks. I went out there and they were like, cherry. The lady was getting rid of a bunch of shit from, uh, uh, for a church. Okay. And it just happened to be a church wow. kit that was sitting and it was like perfect shape. Like I didn't even really have to do much to get it cleaned up and going again. I was missing a couple parts and then, you know, took care of that. But I love it. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I'll have to see a picture of it. I, I I can get you some pictures. Okay. I, I love I love showing that stuff off. Yeah, we like we like to include like images in well, the gallery go. so people can get. That. I will so absolutely. I'll send, I'll send it over. you okay. uh, the new shelves. I'll give you I'll give you a shot of those. Yeah, very cool. So if we want to like jam with you on a song. Yeah, where's the kid? Let's go. I'm right, oh, right, right behind you. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you guys rip. I, I mean, I don't know if I could keep up that much. I mean, you guys are flying. I know it's one thing as I as I keep trying to play. Like I'm like, I'm okay. I probably surprise you a little bit. Like I can hang on a few tracks, I think. But you know. Well, we listened to a track earlier. What did we listen to? The um, Warheads. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of his. Yeah. yeah. That's right. New record drops four <laughs> months ago. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that was kind of a thing that uh, my wife and I, you know, we were just, you, you spent so many nights at home with your significant other or whatever. And my, and my wife, we were like binged out on shows. And I'm like, yeah. you know, let's, let's do something fun. Like, so we just decided that like during my, I have like an hour for lunch every day. So it was like, let's see if we can make a 10 song record, like an actual album of just one minute songs that we were like, you know, about being parents or whatever, just so not cool. necessarily just about being parents, <laughs> like dad brains or something, but just kind of like, you know, stuff at our age that we're doing or thinking about our kids or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, it's actually kind of close to being done. I'm trying to get Bill Marks over to do one solo because I cannot solo. But it's just basically me <laughs> taking my lunch break and like, and like it's high pressure because I'm like, you know, okay, yeah. this shit has to be done. I don't right. have to, any extra time. So I just go in like, okay, it's drum day and, you know, and I'll wow. just, you That's know. Awesome. So the stuff's really kind of broken down and simple, but it's, you know, like I said, we're on, the goal is to get to track 10. We have 10 tracks. Everything is cut, and our ultimate goal is to just basically put out uh, something on vinyl so that we can have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. You know, and then maybe yeah. make a couple extras. And if we could sell a couple, then it would pay for us to have one for the family. That's and the kids awesome. are yelling on it and stuff, too. So, so how, how, where's your wife in the mix of, of the songs? She sings. She sings. There's a couple of them that are, like, back and forth where she's screaming. Um, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, there's a couple of them where she, you know, takes the takes the leads. Um, so she's a couple really with the kids music. screaming on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She she's a she's a music nut too. Um, she actually probably goes to more shows than I do now, which is kind of crazy. You know, she'll she'll definitely be more apt to, you know, uh, muster up the energy on a Friday night than I will. You know, okay. To be honest, I mean, I will if it's a band I really like, but like she'll be like, ah, I'm gonna go check this. I'm like, really? Fuck. Yeah. Can't believe you're doing that. This has been a tough week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she'll she'll go to some shows. That's awesome. Actually, not just strictly punk, you know. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, and neither am I, I guess. But for the most part, I'll my my favorite shows that I'll really get to see is like when it's a newer band that I like that's coming to like a pub rock or a yucca or whatever. Um, but those are the ones that really kind of get me off the couch more than festivals or right. you know anything like that. Yeah, things that so. dehydrate us, right? I don't know. Exactly. As I get older, I'm not going to those as much either. <laughs> so uh, you were talking about your kids kind of screaming on the album. I know I saw a couple videos through social meds, uh-huh. like your kids. What do you? What do they think of like you and the music? What kind of music are they into? Is it kind of like, oh, there's dad's music, and they're over there listening totally. to something Totally, it's totally else? that. Like, well. <laughs> My youngest one just kind of likes anything right now because he's only five. Baby and she'll shark. Still, what's that? Baby shark. What's baby shark? Oh. Your kids aren't into shark. that? Yeah, no. I just heard about that. at the. They just had a thing at the okay. school and there was, there was something with baby shark and yeah. I heard the song. It, yeah, it's, it was new to me. I've only seen it once okay. at a school function, so I'm not totally in tune. Okay. Tell, what is uh, it? No, I don't know. It's like some ridiculous song about a baby shark. I just heard what? it the other day, too, okay. but... Uh, Venomous Pink's cover next to Venomous Pink's cover. <laughs> Baby Shark. Yeah. And that would be the song that would skyrocket us. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden. There you I, go. That'd be it. Yeah. You guys are on tour. Uh, Off a of Baby Shark. Yeah. A Baby Shark tour. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. But no, are your daughters into any punk rock at all or no? You know, they just kind of like songs. Like, they're not necessarily in any one thing okay. or not um my older daughter is definitely into spiting me at every you know step of the way so <laughs> but you kind of love right a little a little yeah it's a little angsty and i kind of get it but 
you know, she she just she's definitely a pop fan. I mean, she her and her buddies they just listen to pop. She's eleven. So okay. to me, it's just cool that she likes music. I don't really care that much that she's into, you know, because I would have fucking hated punk if my dad was listening to punk. I did. I mean, half yeah. the reason I was, you know, going and searching out the music I was searching is because I was sick of being at home listening to him listening to the fucking Eagles or something, yeah. you know. Like, <laughs> you know, and that, it's funny because I do go back now and I'm like, wow, that record Dad was listening to was awesome. I can't believe I did. <laughs> why didn't I? Why wasn't yeah. I into that Police record? What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she. She wouldn't. I mean, she does like stuff though. She's gonna yeah. go. She's super stoked about going to see the Interrupters with us. Um, Tempe yeah. Marketplace. Tempe Marketplace. <laughs> it's gonna be great. The mall. Fuck yeah! I mean, well, we put your mall on. Well, they're really uh, family friendly. Too. They are. They they're are. Very they actually sang yeah. a birthday song to her because she couldn't go to the oh. last show, and it was the one. It was that was actually the coolest thing. Any band. Yeah. We were talking about moments before where bands yeah. were salty. That band did that, and it was all. We, it was the last time they were at Pub Rock, and our daughter couldn't go. I can't remember why. I don't know if it was because mom and dad wanted to drink, or if we just didn't have a babysitter. Right. <laughs> it was like, do we want to party Both or hard, or do we want to? It's important. I right, get it. Right. I can't remember if it was us wanting to party more on our own and stay out later, or if, if if she couldn't go for some other reason. But but she really does like the band, and, and, and the only time I got to take her to a Warp tour, that's what we went to go see was the Interrupters, and she really likes them. And, and so they actually sang like uh, uh, this cool little uh, duet between Amy and uh, a couple of the members of the band. They just like did an acapella, like you know, oh, it, awesome. like all like totally spur of the moment. It was like so cool and sang it like you know, just a video for us to take home. Nice, and, that's rad. And listen, so you know, I love the Interrupters. I mean, we talk about them all the time. But one thing is, is a lot of t- people say like Amy, all she does is like the Tim Armstrong thing. She doesn't really right. sing. But I mean, I saw this acoustic thing that they did. It was actually for I guess a bunch of winners for the the up and coming um, radio show that's 93.3 or whoever is bringing them out here and you should look it up because she sang some old school stuff and she belted it I mean her vocals are on point a lot of people think that she can't all she does is Tim Armstrong like the Brody doll thing yeah I mean but I also think that there's a lot of singing when it comes to that too totally it's, it's a good balance so that's really cool she did that, though. Yeah, it was neat. And, you know, I, I, that kind of stuff wears off, though. Good good music's good music, even if it's somewhat copycatted or ripped in certain areas. Like, I remember not liking Rancid when I first heard him because I was such a Clash fan. Okay. I was like, man, fuck this band. What is this about? Like, really? <laughs> and then, you know, about my third list on this band's amazing. <laughs> you know, so. But, yeah, certainly there's there's folks who got that growl that I, I don't even know who did that first i mean my favorite with that vocal was always kim shattuck mm-hmm. of the muffs she always just that's such a ripping like oh. you know doing that growl so well and then you'd be able to go back to the melody and then the softer more melodic vocal too but uh yeah i don't know i mean i think that's just a punk rock style now like, i don't think that's necessarily like a uh you know someone owns that type yeah. of vocal you brought up the muffs. I forgot about them. I love them so much. So I good. Love them. Yeah. Last time I saw them was at the Mason Jar a million years ago. When it was the Mason Jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that shows how long ago it was. I guess right there. So, what kind? Of, what are your favorite up and comers as far as musicians? Musicians or, or bands? Bands and musicians. Jeez. <laughs> um, right now, like locally, I really like Playboy Man Baby. And just kind of going back to that sounding different thing, mm-hmm. you know, more than anything. Um, I think they're they're really cool, and I'm just like, I love records where I like it, and I'm like, what in the fuck is this? Like, you know, <laughs> I can't really like, 
you know, it when it takes me a while to pinpoint where the, the influences come from or if there's just no influence at all, I, I love that. Um, Great front man, too. Yeah, yeah. Really, Robbie so is, much is energy. awesome. Yeah. Um, they put on a show. Yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> totally. And yeah. another, yeah, and a band you, got, I think, got to see live to sort of to get really it. get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might like the record, but you love the live show, then come back to the record, I think, and love it. Um, wow, as far as, what am I listening to on my own? <laughs> um, I like the new Nightbirds record a lot, although that's not really breaking any ground. I don't think it's just kind of a cool, straight-up pop-punk mm -hmm. record, the new EP they came out with. Um, oh, I'm so bad on the spot. So bad on the spot. <laughs> so bad. We like to do that to our guests. <laughs> what, what are you guys listening to? That's I'm I'm usually asking that question, which is like uh, new newish wise. Yeah, I like the new Lillington's album. I know a lot of people weren't feeling it, but I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Now I don't know because now I'm being put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was hoping you guys would just like kind of jog my brain a little bit. Like, okay. The new direct hit. I've been listening to that album. I just, the, the brand new one? The brand new one. Like last week? Yeah, that one. It's I think it's fucking amazing. Oh, like, man. The, I don't know. We're going to have words on that. Uh, dude. I, you know, I think it's really good, but it, <laughs> it's... I haven't listened to it a lot yet. I haven't listened to it. And I've got like two or three stuff, tracks that though. I love on it, but okay. I remember like what I just put it on. I just listened oh, okay. to it. We just went on vacation. <laughs> I got it. I'm like, oh, I was so excited. Right. It hasn't hit me yet. It hasn't See, hit me yet. See, the other yeah. records don't hit me, but this one is... I just like it. For there you go. Reason. The other ones, I was like, yeah. instant yeah. hits for me. You know? <laughs> there we go. But I, I, I do still yeah. owe it some more. Like, I've liked everything they've done. So, um, yeah. you know, and that's kind of bad, too, sometimes. Like, yeah. I think if you like a lot of records and then, you know, you're just so critical by right, right. record four or five that you're like, you know, so. Yeah. Did you listen to the new Distiller stuff? I did. Um, <laughs> you guys not like it? It had a grow on me. It yeah. grew on me, yeah. but I don't but know if you guys songs? like I mean, from what I read, they were older songs, like just Birdie yeah. Doll songs from her other projects. Yeah. And I thought that was fine, though. Like, I, I, I you know, I didn't love it, love it, but uh, yeah. I thought it was good. I definitely didn't think it deserved all the trashing it was getting online. Yeah. You know, I played it a couple times um, on the show, but I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Okay. I'm excited they're back together and doing stuff. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> if they decide to add a little bit more, you know, the, the rock you know, just straight up rock to it. I think that's cool too, because you know, like I said I'm, I, you know, I get a little bit burned on just the straight up epitaph, fat sounding stuff, mm -hmm. and the best way, best reason for it, because I've lived and loved so many of those songs. But it's just like, you know, I'm looking for something different usually. So I, I kind of like that that they added that rock element to it. Yeah, we were singing Joan Jett praise a couple of weeks ago in one of our episodes. What do you think of her new single? Have you heard it yet? I haven't yet. And then going back to Dead or Dave, that's one of his that he's trying to promote right now. It's it's really good. It but checks it, out. It does. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll put that on tonight because I just play it for us. Be like, okay. Like the Sound Sisters. All right. Joan Jett. <laughs> Do you like how she's <laughs> already plugging it in? Come on. It was either that or Venomous Pinks, but okay, we'll go with Joan. Yeah. Well, I'm not. A, just so if any of our five listeners know, <laughs> I am not in the Venomous Pinks. I'm completely different. People get really confused. They think I'm a part of the band, even though I have done some gang vocals. But I just am their friends. And you're friends. in. What more do you Yeah, I take you're some in. photos. You know, that's what I like to do. I so. do this with you. I'm not in the fucking band. I'm doing this with you guys right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the band. That was part of the deal. Um, can I? You know, I do want to audition for a tambourine spot. You know, <laughs> The triangle? 
I don't know. About, I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, we'll keep that on the back burner. Okay. Some, some folk, folk punk. Right. Are you, do you like folk punk? Right? I do. I mean, oh, God. like, and I know that that's. It's funny you bring that up because I just saw another. Once again, going back to, I am a sucker for like the online bitch fest. I hate, you know, I try to. Do we like see the guys. same like, post? I don't care what these people are saying. Like, I'm, you know, and then I always am. I'm like, I go way down the list. I'm reading everyone's comment. I just saw a big thing on folk punk and people like this. And, and, yeah. You know, it, once again, to me, it's about songs. Like, you know, what would you consider folk punk? Like, yeah. I guess is the other question. Like. Uh, does it have a washboard? Just kidding. <laughs> Are they playing a washboard? Well, I only say that because, like, of the emo yeah. thing. Like, there were so many good bands that were like getting pigeonholed because of that word, and I'm like, well, what does that, you know, what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're a crazy, crazy hardcore fan, then like, you know, then no use for a name is an emo band. Right. You know. Right. But if you're a no use for a name fan, then only saves the day is an emo band. You know. Deep so, thoughts it's all kind of relative. <laughs> just, no, but it's true, though. Sorry, just shit I deal with. I mean, I with people. No, but it's true. Punk rock like, arguments I have with people. Like, where are the lines? Where are the boundaries? You know, it gets blurred because... I've heard cool music. Yeah, I've heard cool punk in every genre. I've heard yeah. shitty punk in every genre. Like, you know, yeah. to me, it's songs. Right. Give me a song, you know. So. What do you think the Arizona music scene is missing? Or do you think there isn't anything it's missing? What does it need more of? of? What does it need more of? Anything? <laughs> God, I, I mean, I think it's kind of it's. I think it's pretty rich right now. Like, there's a lot of venues, you know, especially as far as punk goes. There seems to be a lot of places that are doing punk shows. Seems to be a lot of really good bands. Um, I mean, I, I the submissions I get, it, I, I'm impressed with. You know. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool right now. Like, I don't know. What would you, I mean, that's probably more of a question for you guys. Well, what is it missing, but, dude? Oh, I don't know <laughs> if it's missing. I, I don't, I, I like to see, like, a little bit more unity. I like to see, like, keep going with the diverse show lineups that there's, so other people can get more versed to maybe. Now, let me yeah. ask you guys, is, is there is there a, um, you know, I used to think this at one point, but I don't know if this is happening more now. I feel like the West Valley and the East Valley bands should probably play more together. Does that happen more than I think? That's a good point, because there's a whole other scene that I don't even, I hadn't even heard about, you know, of different bands that are in Phoenix, or I definitely think that there's certain bands that play in Tempe and Mesa versus Phoenix, so maybe... I know a lot of that's just where everyone lives and what they do, and, and, you know, getting out to a show, but... I don't know. To me, Mix I think that would little, be cool. You know, I'd up, love to see yeah. a Playboy Man Baby Venomous Pink show. You know, or, yeah, oh for yeah. sure. I mean, it seems yeah. like there's such a downtown scene, and then a, you know, and he, I don't know. Yeah, see, it's just kind of an outsider's perspective. I don't really. Yeah, there's a few. Scenes see, I knew there was something. <laughs> <laughs> not not that not that there's anything bad about what's going on in our scene. Just saying, always room for improvement, right? Totally. <laughs> sure. But I'd say all in all, it seems yeah, I don't know. Seems to be a lot of nationals rolling through that, that yeah. the locals get to open up for, you know. And so, tsunami uh, bombs coming through. Who else? Yeah, uh, the Descendants are at the Rialto. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming up. Yeah. Thursday, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna oh. be able to go. Work, man. Pretty bummed about that. <laughs> yeah, there's. It's it's good to see all these bigger. You know, it's now is the time, especially because it's starting to cool down, so people don't feel like death when they come here. Right. So this is when the good shows are popping up, which is good. Yeah, hopefully, you know, I'm always surprised how many bands come here in summer, and that's just because there's summer. Yeah. Summer touring just doesn't, you know, stick to 
uh, us, I guess, you know, like doesn't really cater to, to Phoenix. That's why you yeah. see good bands in the summer. You're like, why in the hell are they here? It's like, yeah. That's the summer tour, man. That's, yeah. what, that's when it's happening. And some of them just drop off mysteriously, and then they are, they're right on track with the next day somewhere else in another state. Don't blame them, though, sometimes, because it's usually like 110 degrees out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I would bail on a show here in the middle of the show. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to ask Craven? His, his favorite. Uh... Oh, that's right. Come okay. On. I'm waiting for it. All right. It. So Craven, every single episode, <laughs> I ask them, what is your favorite burrito? <laughs> Are you a fan of a burrito? Dude, I, I, I am. They, I got one. I like how he wasn't shocked at that. <laughs> no. it, it started out as a joke, and now we every single episode I have to mention burrito. And so thank you for placating this. Is it just like a word game where like you have to fit burrito into somewhere during the yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting it, but we're going with it. Have people answered like what their favorite yeah. burrito is? Yeah, what is your favorite burrito? It, without a doubt. Un, with, I mean, nothing is even close. The California burrito at Los Betos on Hayden, yeah. right, uh, what is that? It's just a click north of Thomas. Yep. It's my favorite place. Yeah? Yeah, oh, we fucked that place up. We go to... <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know what's funny? I've been there too. We used to we used so to good. just go when we were hungover. It used to be like a joke when we were younger, like, oh, we're hungover, we're gonna eat those bayos. Now, now I'm like driving the kids through, like, what do you want to pay those kids? Taco Tuesday, you know. So you know, we your breakfast burrito there is bomb too. So yep. that's your. Yep. So yeah. if if you were if if there was a Craven Moorhead burrito, it would be that burrito, right? Yeah, the, the California the burrito. California, awesome. That represents you in a burrito. That's it. That's, Thank you. That's my burrito. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just had to throw it in there. Yeah, I like the too. burrito question. <laughs> <laughs> my other question I like to ask sometimes is, if you were a Jelly Belly flavor, what would you be? Oh, you know, I always thought those were kind of nasty. I don't know if I really... Okay. You know my problem with Jelly Bellies are is like you you grab a handful of Jelly Bellies and throw them in your mouth. Like That's how I'm yeah. like. To me, like gummy red gummy bear and yellow gummy bear, they're... They're kind of the same. I'll chuck them all in my mouth and it's all good. Jelly Belly. You get like a popcorn one in there with some cherry. You're like, this is fucking awful. You know? That's my problem with Jelly Bellies. That being said. Jelly Bellies. Yeah. Can't support that Jelly Belly scene at all. That's like folk punk. Jelly Bellies. What are some of your favorite movies? I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night. Oh, shit. I'm dying I rec- to see that. I, re- I, I, I recommend so it. I want to go see it. Go see it. It is okay. good. He's an incredible Freddie Mercury. He, Not, he okay. did such a great job. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the trailer. He for killed that it. And be like, yeah, yeah. this is going to be cool. Yeah. Now I'm starting to see it pop up again. Um, my favorite movie of all time is probably Bad News Bears, first one. Fuck OG yeah. original series. <laughs> That's just always Tanner you know, Boyle. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude. Well, just because you could, I mean, it's funny to me. I, th- I feel like that movie changed ratings, too. Like, I feel like it was an R-rated movie, and now it's PG, oh. yeah. which is shocking to me. I would have thought I'd gone oh, another God. way, you know? I'd be like, because there's so many, like, just... Some of the shit he says in it, like... Well, oh. I watch it with my 11-year-old, it's like, you know, and then, like, <laughs> Kelly Leak is walking around, like, with a sig in his mouth the whole time, and he's like, they're, like, the same age. I'm like, oh. It's like, why is that little kid smoking? Yep. I'm like, you know, they just didn't know back then, honey. It's, <laughs> you know... Different it's, times, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he's smoking the whole time. Fuck oh yeah. You know. I mean, there was candy cigarettes was a huge thing back in the day. Candy cigarettes, yeah, you know. Absolutely. It was definitely a different time. Hey, Buttermaker pulls up to the first practice and he's got, a, I think he's got a Budweiser, some just sort of domestic beer. And like before he goes to practice, oh, yeah. he takes the beer and he like dumps a whole bunch of whiskey into the beer. Yeah. Like, 
And then just takes a swig. Matt, I just love it. I'd go on for days about that news there. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Yeah. 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 For sure. Awesome. Yeah. Did you like the remake with Billy Bob? Fuck no. I couldn't okay. even watch it. That's like so sacrilege. <laughs> you know? That's kind of, that whole time, like, it's same as my records. Like, I love Fast Times, Original High. Like, all the early 80s. Just yes. whatever. Good, yeah. You know. And those still kind of hold water for me, too. Like, I can still watch it and still be funny. Where there's so many movies I used to like that I, you know, I'll go back and think nostalgia-wise, and they just suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? I was such a dumb little kid. What was like, this is awful. I think they're playing Fast Times at the movie bar, I guess, or the oh, Elmo yeah. draft, draft House here in a couple weeks. So That's a close second to Bad News Bears. Yeah. Maybe Date Night with the Wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some Spicoli. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, bud, life's a party. <laughs> I mean, that's just, it's just so ingrained in the culture, you know? Like, he, that was our whole vocabulary for years. With his van. Fast times, fucking yes. quotes constantly. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good, good one right there. Oh, Star Wars or Star Trek? Wars. I'm not, you know, I, I think Star Trek is, is super cool. <laughs> You know, like that's like a next level of that genre thing for me. <laughs> or I don't know, is like Battlestar Galactica? Is that like even more hardcore? Uh, I'm more of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I'm more of a Star Wars geek. I just, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just not that sci-fi. Like, okay. I'm, you know, I do love. I did love Star Wars. I was definitely, you know, somebody who went and saw it multiple times yeah. when it came out. But what do you think of the new movies that are coming out? I like them. Um, it's funny because I'll see like the super hardcore like Star Wars people like diss on like Solo. Right. And I'm like, man, what are you expecting? I thought it was awesome. It was great. I'm with you on that. They want them all. And I liked Rogue One, and they'll like, you know, they'll get like, you know, this, that was such a great one for the Star Wars. Yeah. It was so hardcore, and everyone dies at the end. I'm like, yeah. They're like, yeah. what, what What? did you love about the first one, Zang? It was like the corniest fucking thing ever. Like <laughs> right. Skywalker, right. Princess. Like, it was like such a goofy tale right. that anyone could have. It was fantastic, but mm-hmm. like. I think it's funny to see people be hardcore about it now because, I don't know, maybe because of the, the they've made more novels and things that have gotten into deeper, darker the subject actual, matter. Yeah. storylines. But, right. I mean, I just love that like there's... Initially, it was just kind of a corny story anyway, yeah. you know, like with a bunch of no-name actors and, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I like them all, though. I I'm, do, I'm too. And I like how they're including old-school, like, puppetry and not just completely CGI, CGI, you know, but I like how they're still maintaining some of those extra, you know, you know, flares there. As long as I don't see any fucking Ewoks are walking around. Oh, shit. Oh, man. You lose me a Jedi. That's the one I'm Oh, my gosh. I love the Ewoks. Did you know that originally, I guess, it was supposed to be that they were supposed to land on a planet full of Wookiees, but they only wanted Chewbacca. That would have been awesome. No, I did hear that, yeah. They only wanted Chewbacca to be the only Wookiee in the Star Wars saga. Look how that worked out. You cut them off, and you switch some of the names around Ewok. Is Wookiee backwards. So they're just little mini Wookiees? Pretty much. Makes it a little bit cooler for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are your favorite movie soundtracks? Do you have any? Uh, we were just listening to the Animal House soundtrack this morning. Actually, oh, it's okay. seven a.m. in our house. Nice. Yeah, that was the dance party this morning. No. Um, I don't know though. Yeah, that, I mean that that one I obviously like, but uh, I feel like they don't make movie soundtracks the way they used to. I remember. Yeah. Just it being in the '90s, early 2000s, like the jam, like. I only had so much money, and so I wanted to get, like, a soundtrack because it had a lot of hits on there, and yeah. it was the most I could get the bang for my buck, like the Crow soundtrack. Absolutely loved it. Mall Rats. Those are kind of some of my favorite soundtracks. Those are cool. The Clerks one was pretty cool. Clerks was I remember cool, that. yeah. That's probably up there a ways. 
I'm not a big soundtrack guy. I like I, I like just albums from bands. Like I'm yeah. not a huge comp guy. I mean, there's definitely comps I like, but usually I like them because they introduce me to bands that led me to my favorite mm-hmm. albums. I've never, you know. That's pretty um, much. Yeah. yeah, I don't know soundtracks. That's it. I, I, I'm always saying Animal House because we listened to it this morning, but I don't, you know. It's not like I run to go throw that on it either. So. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, boxers or briefs? I'm just trying to think of our lightning <laughs> lightning round question. <laughs> it's kind of a mixed bag. Lightning round, literally. <laughs> oh, we're doing a lightning round. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we okay. should do. We forgot oh, our, yeah. our okay. Lightning round and go. How do you take your coffee? Uh, with like the craziest cream in it ever. I'm a total sissy. Like I'm not anywhere near. But like I'm. Uh, well, what is it? I, I, I guess just cream, just coffee and cream. But like it's got to be foofy. It's got to be like peppermint mocha something. Nice. <laughs> Donuts or bagels? Bagels. And it's not because I don't like donuts. I just... Am I not supposed to add that this is supposed to be like lightning? Like, I'm not supposed to explain. Because <laughs> I'll just keep running my mouth and be this like, forget so the next question. I love it. Uh, bagels. Bagels. Okay, that, that was a tough decision. Oh, man. No effects or bad religion? You know, no effects definitely when I was younger, but now that I'm getting older, it's more bad religion, I think. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm digging more of the later. As bad religion gets older, I'm kind of liking their stuff even more. So Bands or Converse? Fuck, these are tough. Uh, <laughs> I got Vans on now, although I'm kind of turning into a Puma guy in my old age, going Fuck a little yeah, bit I more got, Beastie I Boys. Pumas, dude. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. it used to be Connie's Fuck or it. Vans, no matter what. I, I did. I do got these like new old man Vans that are supposed to look like the old school ones, but I don't know. They don't. Oh, really are those feel the right. ultra range? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. something the like light that. Ones. But I think yeah. they put in a bunch of extra shit, and then they didn't mm-hmm. make the shoe any bigger. So now I feel like a fucking baked potato stuffed in there. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, Cats or dogs? There you go. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of neither. It's <laughs> it, a long story. I know it's like such the worst thing to be now. Is like somebody who's like not super into pets. Like people right. are so into their pets now. But that's kind of why I don't like pets. And here's the thing. Oh man, you're hitting you're hitting good subjects here. So we're getting deep, bro. I like dogs deep. and I like cats. But the problem is, I feel like there's so many dog and cat owners now, which means there's so many more shitty dog and cat owners. Yeah. Like I don't know how many times I've taken dog shit out of my front yard and yeah. like seen people walking. I'm like, off. man, you know what? Fuck all these dogs and yeah. fuck all these people. Like I just get, get off bummed. my yard. <laughs> I'm telling that guy. Get off my lawn. I was looking at signs like there's there's if you look at it, if you Google it on like how many different like crazy off uh, uh-huh. keep your dog off my yard signs are there's oh. some funny ones. Um, yeah. But I like dogs and I, you know I I really do and um, but my kids hate me because they want oh, dogs yeah. and I'm uh. like I can't deal with that right now and I hate our neighbors' dogs because yeah. they just. You could take them volunteering to... Dogs over cats, though, I guess, to answer your question. I do. There's something okay. about dogs. I kind of like the independence of cats. Nice. It gets kind of cool. But if I were going to go buy something, I would go buy a dog. There's certain volunteer opportunities where they just need people to, like, pet dogs or pet cats. You take your kids to do that, but then they may want you to they take one home. They do say there's a bunch of you know yeah. benefits, like health and ben- mental yeah. health benefits to having pets. Right. Uh, that way know. they can get their cuddles on, but then you could just go home without a pet. I mean, that's kind of like that. You're kind of like a, the crazy <laughs> uncle just visiting type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. All yeah, right. I mean, it's, that's a possibility. T- Tony Hawk or Christian Hasoy? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Christian Hasoy, only because I interviewed him before and he was really cool. I, we, I read his book and we did a, a big book interview thing with him and he was cool. I'm sure Tony's pretty cool too, but that's, yeah. you know, I got that's that's what's tilting the scale, I guess. Right. Atari or Nintendo? 
You know, Atari really kind of sucked. <laughs> it did. I mean, the Atari was the raddest thing when it came it out, cool. and I remember when it came out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could actually sit down and have fun and play a Nintendo right now, where I think Atari, you'd be done with it in like five minutes. Like, you know, how much Missile Command and fake Asteroids and fake Pac-Man can you play that doesn't look like the real shit anyway? <laughs> you know? For real. All right, choose your weapon. Vinyl, digital, or CD? Or tape? Not tape. I, I think it's funny that tapes are coming back out. I never, was just never a huge yeah. fan of that format anyway. Like, not only were the tapes shitty, but the tape players were always shitty. Like, stuff was just always going <laughs> wrong. Your tape, you're, you're like, like why is this a thing? <laughs> I've definitely gotten back into vinyl. Like, I'm doing a lot. And I swore it off because going back to when I moved out from Ohio, I had tons of great vinyl and I sold it all because I didn't want to cart it out. And A, that was heartbreaking. B, I'd already moved it from like 35 different rentals, being young Mm. and dumb and getting kicked out of places and whatever. So I was just over it. But yeah, that's what I do now. I go back and buy it. Because I think it's sex. I think it's all going away, Mm -hmm. honestly. Other than vinyl, because there seems to be a resurgence of that. But like CDs have certainly declined. And I think, you know, I saw like Apple Music was talking about just streaming now. Like you can't even buy the download. Right. Like, you know, like, because they're like, we're not making money on these downloads enough anyway. And they're like, we'll just do that streaming service. So. They're trying to push everyone, it sounds like, that to Apple Music. You know? shit. I don't know. That was some shit I read a couple months ago. It could be true or not. But... <laughs> cool. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, those I mean... are good. Those are good. Yeah. I think that was a good spam room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, do I get to pick another song, though? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Um... Wait, wait, wait. Are there any like caveats to this one? The last one had to be my uh, something that meant something to me. Uh, no, just what, what would you... What would you like to see us out with? Oh, uh, you know what? We were talking before about uh, bands that I'm really into now, and I didn't really have a great answer there. So I'm going to go. I love the Bronx. The Bronx is like, I've got the shirt on. I'm going to think of it. i got the fucking shirt on. <laughs> what a douchebag. Um, so, yeah, I love the Bronx. I absolutely love them. Um, and their new record is awesome, and they're all awesome. And Sore Throat. Can you play Sore Throat from the Bronx? Hell yeah. There you go. Why don't you introduce it again? <laughs> Here it is. You sore Throat from the it. Bronx on Sound Sisters. Hey, guys, thank you so much for having me. This was super cool. A lot oh, of fun. thank you. Thank, thank you, you again for all that yeah. you do for our scene. Thank you for being you. <laughs> you guys are adorable. Hashtag <laughs>
Craven Moorhead for coming into the studio. It was great talking to him. Make sure you follow him on the social means on the Facebook. Go over to 98KUPD and follow the Scott Punk show. Uh, one of the cool things about that is Craven will actually post on Facebook, what do you want to hear? Um, he's really good about playing the listener songs. So definitely go and follow that and subscribe and check out his show Sunday nights from 7 to 9 on 98KUPD. Again, he's playing all your favorite punk rock hits, and he's going to play local, which is cool. He, I know he's played our band, and he's um, a huge supporter of the Pinks, and I really appreciate that. Remember to head over to the website, soundsistersaz.com, to view and listen to the previous podcasts we up, have, have up up there. We also have uh, Angela's Photography. Uh, we just posted a S- Surf City Blitz show review, so go ahead and head over to the website and check that out. Make sure you go to Facebook and like us, Instagram, and follow us at Sound Sisters AZ. Want to listen to us in an app? Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and always you can go to our website and listen directly to this, to the podcast there. Again, we want to thank you guys for all your support. It really does mean everything to us, truly, for all the constant, you know, positive feedback we're getting lately. Um, Again, you know, without our listeners, this wouldn't be possible. And we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Really do appreciate everybody that's just been so supportive of of this crazy adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Three crazy ladies with three crazy mics. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On that note, this is your host, Dreya Doll, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize and always do your best. Thank you. And good night. Bye.